0: Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Today, it's going to be an NFL kind of night. Last night, we had some Thursday night football. Uh, That was officially the start of week two. We will be going over that game as well. We got some news to go over and on top of that, I got three questions going into week two as well as some key matchups to go over as well. But let's get it started. Of course, week two uh, started off with Thursday night football with the Buccaneers getting it done against the Panthers in the NFC and some NFC South divisional action. The Buccaneers get it done 20 to 14. The Buccaneers hit the 1 and 1 on the year. The Panthers are now at 0 and 2. This one surprised me a little bit because the Buccaneers looked to be all uh, out of sorts last week versus the 49ers on the road, uh, actually at home. Uh, but again, the Panthers also looked, they didn't get the win last week, but I just thought they looked a little bit better against the Super Bowl caliber team. Coming up short by just three. Uh, But however, the Panthers do not get it done last night. Let's break the stats down in this one. For the Buccaneers, they were led by, at least offensively, by Jameis Winston, who went 16 to 25 for 208 yards. He also had a touchdown as well. Peyton Barber would lead the way on the ground with 82 rushing yards and a touchdown. And wide receiver Chris Godwin will lead all receivers with eight total catches, 121 receiving yards, and also a touchdown. And on defense, the Buccaneers were led by defensive back Vernon Hargreaves, who had total tackles. Also, linebacker Kevin Minter, who had eight total tackles, and linebacker Shaq Baird, who had three total tackles and three sacks. Uh, let's move on to the Panthers on offense. Of course, uh, they got a they got a game. They didn't get a good one. But they got a game from Cam Newton. He went 25 of 51. So just slightly under 50%. He threw for 333 yards but no touchdowns. Running back Christian McCaffrey had a very ugly game. He had 36 rushing yards and also 16 receiving yards. Tight end Greg Olson will lead off Panthers receivers with 6 catches and 110 yards. Wild receiver Curtis Samuel would have 91 receiving yards and also DJ Moore would get 89 yards receiving as well. On defense, the Panthers were led by Luke keekley who had 17 total tackles. They uh, also had some help from Dante Jackson at the defensive back position who had six total tackles. And defensive tackle Don Terry Poe and rookie linebacker Brian Burns were able to get sacks as well. Uh, Just taking away some key takeaways from this game, of course, uh, Cam Newton is the biggest uh, elephant in the room. He was off. Of course, he had another game in which he completed under 50% of his passes. He threw for a lot of yardage, but again, he was not accurate, and again, no touchdowns. Uh, The defense at least for uh, the Panthers seemed to show up. Both squads defensively seemed to show up, uh, they got a couple, both squads, uh, at least, well, the Panthers, they got a few sacks, actually, both squads were able to get some sacks, uh, they both were able to get sacks, no turnovers from either squad, um, and offensively, uh, looking at the Panthers, uh, they just got enough to get it done, I don't think Jameis Winston had a really monster game either, he just didn't turn the ball away, and he was able to get a touchdown on the ground, and of course, uh, had Chris Godwin win a monster game as well, no real keys, no real, um, Action from Mike Evans, though. I'm a little bit confused about that. They haven't really involved him in their offense just yet, and the Buccaneers are still 1-1. and I think if they're going to take it to the next level, though, Mike Evans is going to really have to be a part of helping elevate that passing game. Because again, uh, James Woodson did not uh, kill, you know, the Buccaneers. or He and he definitely, for the most part, kept them in the game. But he didn't have all awesome numbers on top of that. And uh, the biggest takeaway really is just going to be uh, for this game entirely is just Cam Newton. And we'll talk a little bit about a little bit about uh, him more in just a second. Uh, but let's move on to the news over the course of the past couple of days. Uh, we have a retirement to talk about. Tory Smith, an eight-year vet, uh, veteran at wide receiver has decided to walk away from the game in his career he has caught 319 passes for 5141 yards he also had 41 touchdowns as well he also appeared in two super Bowls uh for the ravens and also the eagles both of those teams were able uh to bring home a trophy and he's actually a factor on that uh ravens team going back to the uh, mid- uh well 2012 and 2013 were his prominent years uh he is third he is actually third amongst active uh uh, wide receivers in terms of yards per catch he, uh, he like i said he's third with 16.1 yards per catch deshaun jackson uh, has the highest at 17.4 yards per catch and also josh gordon is in there in the second place spot at 17.3 yards per catch so definitely a, a deep yardage threat threat that is what tory smith has primarily been used as um And again, when he was good, he was really good, especially for those uh, Ravens teams. Uh, Like I said, he recently played for the Niners and the Panthers, uh, recently being cut by Carolina, and this is pretty much what led to him Retiring, Uh, He was a second-round pick in 2011, and his best season, like I said, was in 2013 when he had 65 catches uh, for 1,128 yards. He also had four touchdowns as well. A year later, he would actually reach a career high in receiving touchdowns at 14. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to move quickly along here. We got Sam Donald for the New York Jets going down indefinitely with a case of mononucleosis. I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of this uh illness it's i think it's bacterial viral uh one of those things that are contagious so he has been quarantined uh quarantined from his uh teammates and it looks as though he will be out definitely because at the earliest he could be back by week five but he could be out for months and part of what he's going through uh with some of you know some of the symptoms he def it started off with a sore throat a very harsh sore throat people originally thought it was going to be strep throat eventually it became mono uh, apparently there's a lot of weight loss in there cuz I'm guessing he's not eating uh, and also extreme fatigue as well so definitely not in any shape to play the jets will be relying on the services of a tr- uh, the services of Trevor Simeon in the meantime we are. If you're a Denver Broncos fan, or if you're if you've watched the AFC West in the past couple of seasons, you pretty much have a sample size of him already. Uh, the Jets have already lost their starting receiver, Quincy and Nua. Le'Veon Bell also had an MRI today as well for some knee soreness. He looks to be all right. Quincy and will be out for the entire season. So again, the Jets are already looking like they're going to fall apart in the beginning of the season as for donald like i said as for donald like i said before he could miss up to multiple actually not even weeks but actually months with this illness Uh, but at the at the earliest he could be back uh by week five i don't know how this goes it's all about people's immune system and everybody's different so um much uh, well, I wish a speedy recovery to Sam Donald because again, I've heard some very serious things about mono. People have passed away from it. It's very serious at times if it's not really uh, identified and taken care of. He's in a great opportunity because of course, he's a professional football player where you know, if these things come to come to light. He can easily quickly take care of him. So now it's a waiting game. And of course, whenever he gets back, he's going to have to readjust to the game again. So there you go. Tough break for the Jets, uh, but it's not. life-threatening so again um it sucks for the jets on a football standpoint but as sam Darnold, on a personal standpoint when he's back healthy again he'll be all right so it's not a it's not a death sentence or anything like that so let's toast if you're i mean if anything let's toast to health coming back so here's to you sam hopefully you get back soon uh finally uh minka fitzpatrick defensive back for the dolphins has been cleared by the organization to seek trade elsewhere um and pretty much the team has been as pretty much uh proved or pretty much um you know, proving to everybody else that they are willing to trade. Not only this guy here, but also uh, whoever on that squad wants to be traded after last week's debacle versus Baltimore at home. Uh, Again, this is just the first and probably a couple other people that are going to want to be traded. Let's see how uh, this all plays out for the Dolphins this year. But uh, many teams have already shown interest, including the Cowboys. He was a first-round pick last season, that being Mr. Fitzpatrick. The the Dolphins are currently seeking a first-round pick in return for the defensive back. I'm not too sure if they'll get that. They might have to settle with a second round pick at the highest. That's what teams seem to be generally um, accepting. Not necessarily the first round pick. I haven't heard any team that said that they're willing to trade away a first round pick for Minka. uh, But definitely a second round pick is okay. And on top of that, another player. Uh, For one example uh, I got from the Cowboys would possibly, possibly be a second round, maybe a first round pick depending on how the Dolphins are able to use their finesse. But Uh, that trade could possibly include defensive tackle, Taco Charlton. Uh, As a rookie last season, Fitzpatrick got a pretty good year, getting 80 combined tackles, 9 pass deflections. He also had 2 interceptions and a defensive touchdown. So again, he's a great young player and he's he's already looking at the uh, situation here in Miami or there in Miami and saying, I want no parts of this. I get it. I respect him. I can't be mad at that, Uh, but let's move on to three questions. I got going into week two. And for one is, uh, can cam, I guess this one has, you know, course this will go into kind of week three uh but this is i mean week two has already technically started uh but again it is just a question that arisen for me uh can cam and the panthers write the ship currently cam is zero and eight as a starter in his last eight games they've lost back-to-back losses at home to start of the year so that almost uh excludes them from any playoff talk and of course uh, there's been some poor quarterback play uh time will tell with this squad but again I would hate to say it, but it might look as though that Cam Newton might have uh, capped in terms of his potential. I would hate to say it right now, but it kind of looks that way. It looks as though he's probably hit his pinnacle, and he might be going downhill unless, um, and there's not really too much of an unless because, again, they have a solid offense around him. If anything, uh, they might have some difficulties on the offensive line Uh, that might hold them back, but again, one guy's coming back from injury, and a lot of guys, they're kind of new faces to that team or at least the starting uh full-time so i think there is going to take some time there for those guys to get better that is one of their main weaknesses offensively because if you look at the receivers they're definitely capable you had at least two receivers uh you had one receiver in their last game get 100 yards that being greg olsen and tight end you had a couple others both two of their other starting receivers get close to 100 yards receiving in that game can pass for over 300 yards so again it's not so much the receivers in my opinion um, or the running back position because again I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did play some solid rush defense uh, in, in la- uh, sorry, last night's game. But again, I think there'll be other games in which uh, McCaffrey will have an easier time. Again, he had an easier time versus the Rams. I think it's going to come down to really Cam Newton. Can he become an accurate pocket, pocket passer? And it looks as though throughout his career he has not worked on that. And it's starting to show, unfortunately. Uh, next question I got, Rams versus Saints. Who y'all got? Uh, these are, of course, projected. Division winners. Uh, we're going to be dealing with some more. Probably the last bit of the ref fallout, especially if the uh, Rams are able to get it done. And both of these have both of these teams have uh, potent offenses. Last year they combined for sixty points. Uh, I think points are going to be at a premium. They're going to be scoring left and right. I don't have a winner in this one just yet. I'm going to have to do some more. Um, do some more research on this one. Uh, but my final question going into this week, will AB distract the Patriots? Uh, I I don't think so. Uh, we don't know how serious these allegations can get recently of course the media has been doing their best to uh drill the patriots i saw them get after some of the no-name players the the players that they don't think are socially finessed for the media for questions referring to a b they try to start with those guys see if they can get them off their game and really maybe reveal something maybe reveal some emotions but they're not nobody's revealing anything uh as far as uh as far as new England's trying to play they didn't know nothing about anything and i get it uh uh, and um we'll have to see how everything plays out of course we already know about ab and his legal issues he's facing a civil suit for sexual assault not a uh, not a criminal case so again i think it's i mean again if you look at some of the well if you uh do some of the fact checking and you kind of you know learn about the relationship. with relationship about the accused and Antonio Brown had. It's a little bit, uh, you got to question, uh, everything right now. So again, the Patriots are staying out of it. Uh, the league itself has decided not to put a B on the the commissioner's exempt list, which would have prevented him from playing. So he will be playing next week. Uh, so the question is, can the Patriots focus? And I think one of the, I think the biggest answer to that is probably going to be more than likely a resounding. Yes. Uh, finally, let's move on to some key matchups going into this week. I'm gonna start off in the AFC South. The Colts will be facing off the Titans. Facing off against the Titans. Currently, the Colts are at uh, Colts are at zero and one. The Titans are at one and zero. Oh. Um, of course, the Titans are coming off a very big win last week against the Browns, blowing them out forty-three to thirteen. As for the Colts, they're coming off a very close loss in overtime to a uh, possible division winner, uh, definitely a playoff-bound team in San Diego. Uh, both teams had solid rushing games. Uh, going into week one, and they actually performed. You have Marlon Mack getting over 100 yards. You had Derrick Henry also getting about 100 yards. Uh, both of these teams will be led, in my opinion, by pretty decent quarterbacks. Again, uh, Jacoby Brissett threw for, I believe, over two, about 250 yards in a losing effort. No interceptions, uh, Over one, uh, more than one touchdown. You also have Marcus Mariota, who was uh, pretty effective in his week one game as well. Uh, For one, I think I might take the Colts in this one because I do believe the Titans have a very good uh, secondary. I do believe that the Colts are just a little bit better in the linebacker department and the defensive end part in the defensive uh line of their defense and in the secondary so i think that they're they're a little bit more balanced there uh and i just in my opinion i trust i trust the colts receivers a lot more to help out jacoby per se uh, a lot more in this one i got the colts right in their ship going one and one to uh go to 500 on our season next up we have a matchup between two uh undefeated at least uh undefe- for now, undefeated squads. We have the Packers going up against the Vikings. Uh, like I said, they're both one and zero. This is going to be an AFC North divisional matchup. Again, the Packers uh, got it. Got everything started off with a very. Um, Well, it was a hard fought, and they earned the win against the Bears last week. And as for the Vikings, they had a pretty uh, easy win uh, versus the Falcons. I don't think they get this one. I don't think they get an easy uh, game this time around. The uh, the Packers will be having a way better defense uh, than the Falcons. I thought the Falcons would play a better game because a lot of their players that were hurt last year were coming back. Uh, But again, they just kind of fell flat in their face, and the Vikings were able to just kind of have their way with them. I don't think the Vikings are going to run run as well as they did on Atlanta as they're going to do the Packers and I don't think uh and I think they're going to have to rely on Kirk Cousins a little bit more which is why I'm going to side with the Packers in this game. I just trust uh Ben Rodgers. I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers a whole lot more than I do first Cousins. That's my opinion. And finally we have the Seahawks taking off against the Steelers. The Seahawks are 1 and 0. They already got a win against a AFC North opponent. Uh, we already have the Steelers here starting off at 0 and 1 taking a beat down to the Patriots last week. Again, this is a hard one because I do not. I know for a fact New England's, uh, sorry, Seattle's defense is not the same as as new england's defense uh but that with that being said they did not give up a whole lot of points last week either they only gave up 20 points last year uh 20 points last week excuse me against the Bengals. uh it didn't force a whole lot of uh turnovers though so that month be, might be one thing uh headed against them they do have the J. The v. and clonnie factor uh, i definitely like their pass rush um Mm, I think it's just a kind of a matchup between who you trust more. Do you trust uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and James Conner, or do you trust uh, um, Russell uh, Wilson, his running back Chris Carson, and whatever hodgepodge of receivers that they got this year? Um, this is going to be hard to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the fence about this one. Um, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks just, just because uh, I think the Seahawks already have an AFC North win. I did not like at all what I saw from the Steelers last week. And I don't think they just I don't think they just automatically write this ship in just one or two weeks. That's a the loss that I saw there, especially with against especially against a playoff team. Uh the only the only real uh opponent in my opinion that really mattered uh to the Steelers at this point in the season would have been the Patriots. And to take a loss like that says a lot about that team. And I don't think this team is necessarily ready for prime time. Uh, I got the Steelers winning this one. I'm not sorry. The Seahawks winning this one. It might be a little bit close, uh, but I don't see the Steelers pulling this one out. Right. There's just too many questions for me, and they just came out too flat and just too ugly week one for me to really take them seriously offensively or defensively for that matter. All right, yo, I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. Tomorrow night, I will be coming back with an upon further review segment. I will be going over Parks and Recs, uh, one of my new favorite show. Amy Poehler is in that. Of course, Chris Pack got his uh, claim to fame from this show. We're going to be talking about this one. Some of my favorite TV and small screen artists, uh, small screen actors uh, uh, have popped up and appeared in this show, too. So I'm going to talk about that show tomorrow night. Uh, I'm and on Sunday of course I will be going over the sports uh, from the weekend we got some NFL week 2 to go over we also got some college football to go over Sunday night as well as uh, we also got a playoff update so Sunday night I'll be uh, in the, the MLB so tomorrow I got the review for Parks and Rec and Sunday will be the extensive sports episode of course with all the sports from over the weekend college football, baseball and the NFL so tonight I'm going to make it quick short and sweet um, I love you guys if anybody he hasn't told you yet and uh peace out, one love and I will holler at y'all later.